0: Are you going bare? Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Wilkness, and I'm here with Anita Joyce. And this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode three hundred and forty six. And you can find the show notes for today's episode at decorating tips and tricks dot com slash three, four, six. So, how to decorate a bare wall. That is a scary thing to look at sometimes. I think it
1: is scary and I think it results in some disastrous things that happen. <laughs> well, hold, I mean,
0: bam 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 hold Well, I wall. mean we get
1: we become so afraid of the bare wall that we put a bunch of stuff up and then it doesn't look right and instead of taking it down and starting over, we just keep putting more and
0: more and more and more until it's a mishmash of I don't know what. Or the completely other end of the spectrum is it just remains completely bare forever because (laughs) you're afraid of it and you can't decide and you've got maybe stuff stacked against the wall in the corner and then you just kind of get used to it like that. And there it lies, naked. If I had a choice of the too much
1: or the nothing, you know, every time I would choose the nothing. the bear. She
0: would choose going there. I would choose, of course. I would, you know, darling. No, it's but it's so it is true. And the worst thing is to make the holes and then suffer the consequences if it's uh, not what you like or if it needs to be moved over. And in my case, and if anybody else has the pain of having lathe and plaster walls, oh, that is really a drama when you start but You make a like tiny little hole and it becomes this giant crater in your wall. But today we're going to give you tons of ideas for decorating your bare walls or mm-hmm. decorating a wall that you have decorated now that you don't care for. You could take it down and start over.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, the other thing that happens is you put the holes in for the molly bolts and then you hang that mirror that requires the two and then you realize it's not exactly level because not because you didn't put them in right in the wall, but because on the back of the mirror, the (gasps) hooks were not the same height. Did you notice that? Oh, I hate
0: that. No, especially if it's one of those ones where, you know, you're kind of picking it up. Either it's a vintage one or it's not that high priced, you know. And, you know, you trust, you don't think to look at the back, but that is a great tip. So before we get into actually decorating the wall, let's just focus in on that. Anita's bringing up a great point. If you're hanging something that has those two, sometimes it's a loopy hook. Sometimes it's ones with the little teeth or something like that. But if there's one in each corner, look on the back. And, you know, if you've got a good eye, fine. But if you don't, take out... Your measuring tape and make sure that they are at the same level. Because- I would not trust your eye because a quarter of an inch off and it could look
1: funny. Uh, so, and I do measure those, but I still sometimes, it just, you know, there's error because the nail or, the, I mean, the screw doesn't go exactly where you marked it or whatever. Yeah. And here's what I'm going to try to do to fix it because I do have a mirror that's off like this and it's been like this for... Probably four years. <laughs> it's slightly Can't longer. you just tilt your head to the side? <laughs> well, I, I do. I <laughs> do. And I uh, hope people don't notice. <laughs> Sometimes people do. I'm thinking about taking a little bit of masking tape and uh-huh. wrapping it around that hook on the side that's a little bit too low.
0: Oh. See, so
1: that when it sits on the... Oh, yeah.
0: So it'll sit a little higher. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Yeah. You could do tape or you could even do twine maybe. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Well, you just put that on your to-do list because I know you got nothing else to do besides that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you'll get to that right away. It's only been four years. <laughs> <But here's laughs> I'm those, on it. I'm on it. It's those little things, but now you will because we talked about it on the podcast and we're going to ask you about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so tried and true. If you're going to do a bare wall and it's a fairly large wall, put a large piece of art You could just even do one really large piece of art. You don't need to have a gallery wall with a zillion holes. You know, research, look, find something that really appeals to you that you're going to want to see every day and make sure it's a good size. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. I think the large artwork is a great solution and it's like so many other things we talk about. It's better to go too big than to go too small. If you've got a big bare wall, a little eight by 10 is not going to work on that wall. You need to be thinking maybe three feet, four feet, something really large. If, uh, if you're just putting one piece, really like a four foot size piece apart. Right. Right. Uh If you're doing more than one, then you can go smaller. Here's another idea. That's not actually art, but it. But we suggested this for one of the readers, our listeners, in a previous episode, where she had a very big wall, and that was to put. Uh, one of my suggestions was to put a bookcase or cabinet on either side of the fireplace. Yeah, so that's something you can even do: is use a tall piece of of furniture in an area if the wall looks too bare.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. Or a big, like hutch, something like that. Fill up the space really nicely with that. If you're talking about hanging something, um, you might, oh, maybe you haven't found a piece of art that you really like, or maybe the art that you like is out of the budget. I've done this and I really loved it. Um, I got a big canvas. So it was just a completely blank canvas as if I was, you know, a fabulous artist. Um, So, you know, made with the wood and then stretched with the canvas. Nothing on it, and I bought fabric, and I covered it with fabric, and then I just used my big staple gun in the back and stapled it all the way around. I did this in our family room in our prior house, and it was really fun. Um, it was a big space. I it was. Also, sort of odd because the ceilings weren't very high, so it was kind of like really a, it was a very long rectangle, but not too tall. And I, I really, it was over the couch, and I didn't want to have a ton of things there at that time because literally my girls would lay on the couch, jump up, but down on the couch have sleepovers on the couch, so there was a lot going on there. I didn't want stuff to get knocked down or them to get hurt on anything, so I just put this big uh, fabric mural, if you will up on the wall. So lightweight. It, it literally was like one n- nice size nail hung the whole thing. And I remember buying it I drove. We didn't live in California that long. And I I found it online, I guess, this place. And I drove really far out. And it was kind of a bear to get it in the car, but it made it. And I came back. So, But I'm sure you can buy something like that online now. Or if you have a local art store, uh, they may not have that big of a size in stock. I know we have like Blix Art, I think is a uh, an art store that's across the country, and it, there might be local smaller stores near where you live, and they might be able to order you a very large canvas like that. Then just find fabric that you really like, but you have to just make sure that the fabric, you know, you normally fabric is like fifty-four inches wide. You just have to make sure that you're going to be able to cover it and wrap it so you can fix it in the back. Well, you haven't answered my most pressing question. What was? What kind of fabric
1: did you use?
0: Okay. I think a lot of people would be familiar with this fabric when we were getting, I was getting ready for the episode. I was trying to remember. It was very popular maybe like 10, 12 years ago. It was um, these birds and it, it's a man's name. And I know it'll come to me later on. It's like Thomas somebody or whatever. And he made it, it was the same fabric and he did in like a yellow colorway, a blue colorway, green, and maybe a red. And it was just kind of like, It was almost like Marimekko looking in a a way. Um, If somebody's familiar with this fabric or or thinks they know what I'm talking about, let me know because I cannot remember the name of the fabric, but it was like Thomas whatever and then the name of the fabric. But if you saw it, you've definitely seen it before. And it was so fun in that room because that was really like our hangout family room and it was mostly like a playroom at that point. So it was perfect for there. Oh, it's a great... A great thing to do. I love that
1: idea. And I was thinking again about your problem with the the plaster walls. Yeah. And this must have been a problem a lot in the past. What about the way of hanging thing uh, artwork that used to be used, where you put a nail up in the trim on your, you know, next to your ceiling, your crown yeah. molding, right. or right below it, right, or a board, and then hang from there with a long. Chain? Have you thought about doing something like that, or is that you know? Too- I like
0: I like that idea. I really do. In my living room, I have, I guess it would be like a dedicated picture rail. As I I made the mistake of saying in one of my YouTube videos that it was a chair rail up there, and believe me, people were right on there giving me the what's what about oh, that? Uh, really? That couldn't have been a chair rail because wow, lady, what size chair did you have? So yes, it was. How pi- high up is it? <laughs> well like 10 feet so but, you know it's you know it looks like a chair rail it's the same thing but obviously it is a picture rail because it's high up but you know it was like off the top of my head i'm like oh yeah and the chair rail is there because that's where i stopped paint, you know stopped the white paint and started the gray paint so i do have that but i haven't okay. utilized it for that because i oh, think when well, i moved in i felt like that was such a victorian look and i was trying to kind of get well, away thought, from no that. that's for the chairs anyway i've got to get some tall chairs but um but anyway, I think that is a good idea um, it, in anybody's house, really. It's kind of an interesting way to do it. And you know, we've talked about before about just adding uh, small details. And I think in that episode, we talked about, or I mentioned how I like to add chain or cording or twine to mirrors or, or pictures and to hang them that way. So you know, that's kind of in line with that sort of idea.
1: Well, that's a great thing to do. Another thing that you could do, is what i've done on occasion and that is to put a shelf to bolt a shelf to the wall which does require holes in the wall Mm -hmm. but then as you change out the artwork the lower level of the artwork remains stationary so as you so you're not having to change out the holes in the wall see what i'm saying tell me that again well you put a shelf on the wall for the for leaners, oh, for leaning, yes, right. right. So that mm-hmm. way, it's always at, at at the right height because right. you're not you. Know, because otherwise, to get the artwork the right height as you change out, go with different heights of artwork, you would otherwise have to change out where the hole in the wall is.
0: Yes. And I really like the idea of leaning artwork. I like artwork leaning on the mantle. I Mm -hmm. just get it it lends this casual feel. I know. know. Like you just painted it and it was drying and you just stuck it there for a little bit. Another leaning idea for a big bare wall is a very, very big leaning mirror. Oh, I love that idea. And, you know, you may want to, depending on who is in your house with you or, you know, how worried you might be about it falling, you can affix it in the back somehow, but it can still be leaning. And what I like to do in that situation is have a very large potted plant somewhere near the leaning mirror. Um, And it could even be like a little in front of it to sort of help it stay put. Uh, But it's really nice to have the, the foliage of the plant even partially reflected in the mirror. You know, it just adds additional dimensions to the room. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I've done that
1: in, in Evie's room, honestly, because, well, I mean, it's a, it's a, she's using it to try on clothes. Mm-hmm. And that does make you look thinner if it's leaning against the wall versus hanging straight on the wall. But yeah, hanging those big mirrors is such a pain. Yeah. I'm always looking for something, some way to avoid having to go through all those bolts that you're going to, have to put in the wall.
0: Right. And if you're having this large bare wall, and know we're talking large, it doesn't have to be large either. You know, it could just be any size bare wall, small bare wall. You know, a lot of the tips we're giving today could fit any wall of any size. But if, say, it is a larger wall and you have a piece of art that's sort of medium-sized and you think, oh, it's not really filling up the space right. Well, maybe consider sconces on either side. And if you don't want to go to the expense of having them hardwired, there are some sconces that you can get where you can put either the battery-operated candles in them or I, – I understand, although I have never tried them, there actually are battery-operated lights that, you know – so, it's not the candle sitting on something. Um, or you could do two mirrors, maybe small uh, circular mirrors. I know Ballard has that nice one that we like. I think um you know that has the facets around it or a longer mirror, depending on you know what shape would really work with the piece of art that you have, just to flank it. So then you would when you're looking at it, you would take those three pieces as one, really. Mm-hmm. And it would feel like the whole wall was being filled up. Oh, I love that mirror at Ballard. It's just gorgeous.
1: Another thing I've done, and it really ended up being quite large, was to take a map. I bought a map of Paris. I think it's from like 1750 or something. And framed it. And then I had, well, actually I had it mounted on foam core. Mm -hmm. And then I did put that in a frame. But I didn't need any glass because it's mounted. But I love that look of a map. And there's so many fabulous historical maps that you can use. It doesn't even have to be a modern day map. And I think that's just so fun because you can look at those for a long time. They're so fascinating to observe. In fact, uh, at our, house, uh, our vacation rental in North Carolina, we have a topographical map on the wall of the area. So it's fun to kind of look and see this is where the house is, and this, these, these are the mountain ranges nearby, and what is where. It's
0: really fun to look at. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Um, hey, uh, that reminded me of something. So I was just looking it up. One of our listeners. It is Kathleen M. She emailed us. Um, she loves a podcast, she loves listening um hey kathleen yeah and she told us about a resource i guess we were talking about uh, might have been one of the episodes where we were talking about you know uh, different sources for art and she said there's a site called mapiful so m-a-p-i-f-u-l.com and she uh asked if we had heard of it and i hadn't i checked it out and it's they print maps of places you love live or want to visit and nice. she said they even have. Uh, she lives in a small town in New Mexico. They even have a map of her town. So I'm. I don't know whether or not you know they take special orders or something like that. But maybe they are able to get just about anything you want. So and that would be that's such a great gift to someone too. You know. Oh
1: yeah, especially if it's a map of that local
0: area. I think that's so fun to look at. And well, just to finish up with Kathleen, she says thank you for sharing your thoughts, ideas, and laughter. Mm, Oh, thanks, thanks, Kathleen. Well, thank you for sharing. Thanks for reaching out. Now, uh, everybody can check that out. So mappafull.com, I'm going to put it in my notes. So when we do the show notes, it can end up in there too.
1: You know what is another thing to put on the wall that's not really wall art Mm -hmm. or it's not really even something you hang on the wall, which appeals to me because there's no, again, no holes in the wall. Mm -hmm. And that is a room divider. I actually have a room divider in one of my rooms. they are glass panels on the top and wood on the bottom. And it's just a refreshing, interesting thing to put on the wall. But mm-hmm. it's, but it kind of, if you want something very subtle without much color, that really adds appeal, but it doesn't add too much visual clutter to the room. And because i have it in a bedroom i have some i have uh, evie's prom dress hanging and my mother-in-law's wedding dress and they're all kind of these cream colored dresses and it's just kind of pretty with all the the
0: dresses oh yeah i've seen your pictures of that that is really pretty and that's a great idea and you know people don't really think about a room divider anymore um, and you could probably make one of those pretty mm-hmm. easily too. Oh, I think you could with the louvered doors for sure. Yeah, yeah. Or even vintage doors, you could put, just put some hinges, right? I mean, exactly. and you wouldn't even have to have it in three pieces. You could even just do two if it was going to go in a corner.
1: No, I have so many louvered panels that I was going to use as some headboards and I didn't mm-hmm. end up using them and mm-hmm. they're just in the shed right now.
0: The shed's a fun place to hang I know. out and get creative <laughs> it's a ideas. bunch of other leftover things. <laughs> uh, another idea that i has been bouncing around in my head, I think I've mentioned to you guys, I got this very big piece of art from uh, one of the shops that we featured in our um, Ideas for Wall Art episode. It was from Art Tide on Etsy. And it comes on the canvas, rolled. So, okay, my choice is either... Uh, to have it, you probably wouldn't have it. You're not going to have it framed because it's painted on canvas. So either have it stretched oh, right. over a canvas or over wood, right? Or think of some other kind of cool way to hang it. Um, so I've been debating how I want to do it. And I was thinking a couple of different ideas. Maybe you could, you know, bring in. Okay, so the one idea I had and was to actually put like a, a very heavy-duty curtain rod on the wall and you could actually do like the ring clips and just clip the uh, the art and let it hang. But then I thought maybe that's just like too much. It's like, that's a curtain, but it's not. So I'm not sure that I like that idea. But, you know, sometimes you have an idea and then you mull it over for a little while and then it develops into something else. So I, I think I found the idea that I like better. Again, with the curtain rod, so there's, like you know, it's so not going to look like a curtain rod. I will get like a, forged iron one, like some, something that looks more like just a rod rather than, oh, that's like a... Like a dowel rod? Yeah. Like something heavier mm-hmm. duty, you know? Oh, oh, that would be lighter weight. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't look like a... De- like really doesn't look like a curtain rod. Um, Just looks like a piece of metal. And then I was going to loop... Because there's some... Just canvas, you know, around the edges of where the painting starts, um, and then make it like just a rod pocket and slide it through there and just let it hang. What do you think think about
1: that? Well, that's what. Well, you know, I've got that art at the farm that has a rod pocket, right? Right. And the bottom, so so absolutely. Well, if it's meant to be flat, I would very much choose the rod pocket versus Mm -hmm. the rings because you want to stretch it as flat as you can. And then I just uh, Mm -hmm. mine came with a dowel rod in sewn in the rod pockets mm-hmm. and then you just can put some nails uh well i mean there's a lot of different ways we don't have to go into all that here but there's a lot of different ways to hang it that that are pretty simple and a lot of those times if you use just a simple wood lightweight dowel rod uh it doesn't require so much you know, molly bolts to hang it up maybe mm-hmm. just a couple nails would probably be sufficient
0: okay good i love that, right, that idea would you put a piece of wood at the bottom too? Or would you just let it sort of flap in the breeze? I, I mean, think it would I, flap in the breeze. How you know big it is it? 48 by 48.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would. And, you know, if it's going to mess up your design using that fabric to create the rod pocket, you can just add a rod pocket sewn that's a kind of a canvas color on the top and the bottom.
0: You could just buy a rod pocket?
1: Well, I mean, no, I mean, buy fabric, sew it, ad- sew it on the top, make the rod pocket, sew it on the bottom. So you're not using up the actual canvas to create the the pocket.
0: Okay. Well, (laughs) thanks for the help on that one. If anybody has a great idea, hopefully by next time we're recording, I've got that thing up. I can tell you what. Yeah,
1: but there's some. You know, if you don't sew, you can use the uh, the tape, the binding tape that you with
0: iron on. Right. Well, I'm I'm an okay enough sewer. I can do that. Um. Okay, so talking about this sort of thing, and Anita mentioned it, it was her big wall hanging that she got at Wisteria that's out at our forum now, which is gorgeous. So that's a great thing. I mean, that is large. That is actually
1: about 80 inches wide. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then keep in mind, too, on that whip, what it's going over. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if it is going over a sofa, ours is actually over a daybed that we use as a sofa. If you have one large piece, that's all you're going to need on that wall. Yeah. And so keep in mind, you know, sometimes it looks funny if your artwork's a little smaller or a little wider than something that's underneath it. So bear in mind what's going on in the room when you're
0: selecting something to go on the wall. Yeah. And I find oftentimes this bare wall situation is over the sofa, right? Or over the bed sometimes. It
1: is. It is. It is. And then I'm thinking another thing that's great to do, if you have some place like we've got Round Top here, but if you have some great place that sells a lot of antique and a lot of architectural pieces, it's so fun to get a piece of perhaps a building or something, just some decorative piece to hang on the wall. And I know you had your church altar. Or we don't really know what it was, but right. I actually have a gothic piece of wood that was from a church. I It might have been – I'm not really sure where it was in the church, but it is beautiful, hand carved. It's got so much history, and I've got that hanging on the wall, and it's just gorgeous. And it's only about maybe two and a half feet, three feet wide, mm-hmm. and probably about three feet tall.
0: Yeah, but that packs a lot of oomph in it. That's a mm-hmm. great piece. Um, speaking of vintage, this was hot for a long time. I think when you know all the farmhouse thing was first coming in is the the ladder you know, yes. and lots of times they showed up in bathrooms, maybe with some little hand towels on them or not. But I, you can get ladders that are bigger. Um, I think that they're almost like uh, referred to as apple picking ladders. They're wider. Um, and you're sometimes, talking about antique ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. they even flare out. but there's definitely reproductions of these as floating around in the world too. Um, So if you're looking for something that as, you know has some charm you want maybe something that's a little three dimensional maybe your wall isn 't so gigantic, maybe it 's a wall that 's sort of transitioning to another room, but you just want some height that 's kind of a really cool, interesting thing to prop up and again, like the leaning mirror, you may want to somehow affix it if you know you're worried about pets or kids or somebody banging into it, and of course, you could hang lovely uh, textiles on it or from One end, you could maybe hang like a French market basket, and various things could be coming out of it for the seasons or whatnot. Um, I just, I think that's a really fun way to add some real interest and something again three dimensional on a wall. Yes, and actually, I have sitting right
1: next to me, leaning against the wall, I have my vintage ladder, and I have it covered with some of my favorite grain sacks that have monograms on them. So the monograms are showing and it's so beautiful. This is going to be something a little more on the rustic side. So you're not going to want to put it in a room that's super formal, but I think it's a really nice element to add. And I think you and I both like things where you're adding some interest, but it's not necessarily a big piece of splashy artwork. I love that. But I don't want it everywhere. Some places I want something a little more subtle, something a little more textural. And that's where something like this would come into play.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's really, I mean, obviously finding it if you're in the market for a vintage one or uh, you know, purchasing it, it's gonna cost you something and it might take a bit of a hunt, but it's also kind of low commitment. You could just pick it up and move it to another room. <laughs> or if you get tired of looking, you put it in the garage for a little while. So there's no holes in the wall. It's pretty great. Hey, can I just jump in here? I wanted to tell everybody about something. Um You mentioned grain sack and favorite grain sacks with monograms. I have to tell you guys, I was at the Rose Bowl last weekend and I was at my favorite, favorite, favorite vendor. Um It's this couple, Danny and Eric. Um Danny is this gorgeous uh, German woman. Uh, she's just so stunning. And they work so hard to bring back all these amazing pieces from Europe. They travel there so much and we got to talking and I've known her for years and I always buy from her. And I'm going through the grain sacks and I see a monogram on it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was just a little cross stitch. And you're not even going to believe it. P K A. Now, if anybody knows me, uh, knows my email, it's PKAL. So, Peter. Kelly, Ava, Lara. That's you know, those that's my family. So uh, besides my been left my off three dogs. <laughs> right. So, Lara, so I'm going to learn how to cross stitch. I mean, it's just a little L. Oh, I can do it. Oh, well there you go. Yeah, so I'm going to add Lara. Oh. Is not that awesome? I mean, how was I going to Could you believe that I found that PKA? That's crazy. Oh, that's amazing. The only oh, drawback is that the very it's very thin thread, but it is in blue. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Mm. But how how could I not get that? So anyway, I picked that up and I had the loveliest conversation with Danny, like I do all the time. It was blazing hot, but um, I told her that I would tell everybody about her. Uh, they do these like uh, container events now. Obviously, they're you know in California. They well, I shouldn't say obviously. They are in California, the Santa Cruz area, which is sort of. Um, you know, up north from us a bit. Um, But that's such a great area to have a long weekend in. So if anybody has an inkling that they'd want to come out to Santa Cruz, California, their next container event is in the fall. So it's Saturday, September 21st and Sunday, September 22nd. And it's in the parking lot and in the gardens and the grounds around their store. And their store is called Pantene. And it's on 41st Street in Santa Cruz, California. And I'll put the info in the show notes and I'll link to their site. Uh, they don't put too much on their site because they do these shows like the Rose Bowl and Alameda and all these shows all the time. Uh, but yeah, you—I mean, Santa Cruz is awesome. We visited for the first time last year. I loved it. Um, so I just wanted to pass that along to everybody. Okay.
1: Great tip. And we talked about using a bookcase or a cabinet on a wall, but what about and we've talked about a shelf for for pictures or photos or artwork. But what about a a tiered shelf that hangs on the wall? I've got a couple of these. I have one that's in an iron or uh, um wire. And I have one that's pine. Actually, I have a couple that are pine. So these are great for, these have some depth in them. These are some place that you could store dishes or usually that's the thing I see usually on these types of shelves. But you could put other fun things on them, other things that you collect. But this is something that you would actually mount on the wall. And the thing also that I like about this is you can change it out without moving those holes in the wall. Just leave the shelf there and just change out the dishes or change out whatever it is that you have it displayed on there.
0: Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Behind the Bed is seems to be very tricky for a lot of people. But I'm thinking about a lot of the emails that, that we one. get. Yeah, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, the headboard comes into play. You know, does it go with the art that you want? Does it have some sort of lines to it that makes it difficult to put a piece of art back there? Uh, And if it's not a very wide uh, wall behind your bed, you might even hang some draperies or curtains. I mean, that is a really luscious look. It could also, if you're doing a, a very neutral linen or something like that, just sort of like add this real earthy texture. Um, it's really simple to do. I mean, if the wall was not that wide at all and it had, you know, two Walls coming at ninety degrees on either side. You could probably even do a curtain rod, or maybe even a really, really long tension rod. Or you could get uh, one of those wooden poles at Home Depot and just put the the wooden holders like like as if you were making a um rod in your closet, and then just hang some lovely curtains back there. What do yeah, you think I about did that?
1: that. I did that before years ago behind a bed, and I thought it was kind of mimicking kind of a bed canopy or something. Yeah. But it seemed like it just threw people off when they would come in there where they would say, well, is there a window back there? And I would say,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> Does there have to be? <laughs> no. That's so funny. I think it, it can be depending on, obviously, the fabric that you choose, but it can be a really economical way to really make a big statement in, in the oh. bedroom. I don't think I'd be doing something like that in a living but room. But there's
1: so many – Right. But there's so many cornices now that you can buy that are meant for a curtain behind the bed that you can buy or above, not behind, but above the bed. Uh, They're, they're out there everywhere as, whereas I had to make my own at the time. So it really is a very viable option. That's
0: not as much work as you might think. And now when you say a cornice, now, would that be something that it just over the bed or is it going to expand on either side?
1: Well, they come in different widths. I know I got the, do you remember those cornices above my beds at the farm? Yeah. Uh, In the the girls' room. Those were from Restoration Hardware, and you could get them different widths. So I got the width to go over a twin bed because that's what I have in the room. But usually, but so Restoration Hardware is probably the only place I can think of that I know sells these. Uh,
0: So you can go there and check them out. See, I know that uh, also to be called a tester. Have you heard that? Uh, not
1: in that context, but I have heard of a tester bed, yes.
0: Okay. So I purchased what I understood to be a tester and uh, in metal, and I think it was from Antique Farmhouse, or even before we moved into this house, knowing I was going to put it over Laura's bed because she wanted that, you know, a. She has an antique bed, but she wanted a canopy bed. And I was like, I'm not getting rid of your bed, girly. <laughs> like, this yeah, is a beautiful right. bed. Let's see how we can make everybody happy. And it's lovely. So it's um it's metal. And then it just has, you know, it's like the the metal bar that comes out in like a, half a circle. And that's what we have the curtains on. It was kind of funky. How do you get the curtains on there? I kind of had to do it with a lot of safety pins, which you can't Oh, so see. yours
1: kind of bows out. You bows out, right?
0: yes. Mm-hmm. See, mine is
1: flat it's really more it looks more like a cornice box right that you would have above a window but it's it's not for a window it's for above a bed gotcha so that's a really interesting option for a bedroom i
0: like that idea a lot
1: it's a very elegant look i i like it too and you can even put a piece of artwork or a mirror in the middle on top of the curtain
0: you know what i mean oh yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's a pretty look that's a nice idea okay how about something totally different You've got this bare wall. How about you get some of that uh, wallpaper that's in relief that is either brick or some other oh, design? Great idea. And you just put that on and you paint it, you know, whatever color. Um, you know, my thought would be white, but you could do any color really. And you're just I- getting texture on the wall. And quite honestly, you don't really need anything else. If you've got some nice furnishings in there and that the room is well lit, you could get away with not hanging anything on the wall. Yeah, and you know what I just
1: bought um on eBay is a and I think it's supposed to be from about 1850 from France and it is an old tapestry. I'm not really sure looking at it if I if it was meant for a bed mm-hmm. or a curtain, but it's it's really beautiful. It's it's kind of a very navy blue and it's got some brown in it. Wow. And I'm Yeah, it's kind of one of those things I'm trying to find just the right spot for it. I don't really have wall space anymore, but I think something like that on a wall would be really lovely. There's so many beautiful antique or vintage textiles that would be so beautiful on a wall. And I know you talked about how you used your fabric, but, Mm -hmm. you know, even something like this, this would be nice hanging on, like we said, on a rod or maybe even with the rings. I mean, there's a lot of different ways it could be hung, but... Yeah. Something like that is is a nice accent.
0: Wow. That sounds like a really interesting purchase. Okay. Here's something really low cost. And I know I've done this in the past. Um, Baskets on the wall. Oh, yes. What great idea. You know? And I like that idea really for anyone, if it goes with your look. And it doesn't have to be 50 million of them. You know, it could just be a few nice baskets. And, you know, you don't it's not like you need to have anything hanging out of them or anything. So you're going to choose baskets that could stand alone and like, like they have some presence. They are a little architecture going on to them, you know what I'm saying? Um, and straw probably hats. Not that Well, and probably not something
1: real tall. I've actually used, I have a, a rattan tray serving mm-hmm. tray that has handles on each end and it's probably about three and a half feet long.
0: But it's only about two inches deep. Something like that would be perfect. To hang yeah, not, not, nothing deep. You know, you don't want the big giant basket poking off the wall. Enough. That's weird. Um, and straw hats. I love that look. Mm-hmm.
1: I've done those, too. I love straw hats, too. So that's a, a great thing. And I cannot n- not mention Plates. Um, I know
0: I have it on here too, and I thought Noah. Let me let Anita say that. Oh,
1: you're so sweet. I yes, really I
0: am. Because every,
1: <laughs> although I do every, I have plates above the bed at in one of our bedrooms that I just showed on Instagram that I've shown so many times, and there's always that one person. There's always one at least. You can't have plates on the wall if it's not the kitchen. So Says not, who? Well, who uh, I have to go look and see who it is. But, um, so it's not a look for everybody. If that, and I'm not, you know, no judgment zone here. If you don't like that idea, then don't use it. But if you do, there's nothing wrong with using plates on the wall in rooms other than the kitchen. If that's something that appeals to you.
0: Oh, I'm a hundred percent with you on that, as you well know. But, um, I don't, you, you know, you have to expand your mind when you think about. You I know, mean, what is a plate? I mean, some plates are just little works of art. They just yeah, happen to art. be ceramic in, in mm-hmm. a circle or maybe not even a circle. Um, yeah. And especially antique ones that are part of your collection. Oh, exactly. I, of course. I, I mean, I can't see if, you know, yeah, I wouldn't put my everyday dishes up on the wall, but that's not what you're doing. <laughs> no, no, you but know? I, right. And if you have
1: the white, Ironstone, a collection of them on a wall is
0: striking. It's so beautiful. No, it really is. I'm uh, the plates I'm collecting now are, um, they're transferware, but they're in these. Gray, dark grays and almost like the flow blue but it's like a flow black and again there's I a lady pictures these sound
1: beautiful yeah
0: well I have now I think I have four I want to have five before I start to put them up I know where I'm going to put them but there's a lady at the Rose Bowl again you know again one of my favorite uh, vendors there and she she didn't have anything this time, but the last time I got two from her. So I'm hoping next, next time I go, um, she might have something else, but she always has that. And she even calls the gray ones. Um, she says that, I don't know if it's the pattern or the color is mulberry. It's really pretty. And it really goes with mulberry. I want, uh, that's usually a purple. I know it's almost uh, like it's a gray. I wonder if it faded and it, it was, yeah, really I think it probably did. Cause it's, it's, you could see the purple under the gray, you know, how it has the undertones. Okay, so another idea for your walls is now this is not something that I could do, but if you are into instruments, that's another amazing thing to hang on the wall. And again, if you're not a violinist, uh, you know, maybe it's not the right thing for you, but even if you played the violin as a kid and you have it in a case somewhere, that is just a work of art. Maybe you can work it into your decor somehow. And if if it was something you did and you enjoyed, uh, you know, it's it it adds that personal level and you might just like to have it out there.
1: Oh, I think it's so fun to find some creative way to display something that you love. Be creative. Try to think of the things that you have in your house that you really enjoy and kind of look around and see if there might be something that you could put on the wall that's not something you normally see on the wall. I love it walking in people's homes where they are displaying things in a new and different way. So, you know, just think about what you can do with what you already have.
0: Yeah, I've never done this, but I'm sure you've seen it. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen it. Chairs on the wall, which strangely enough, my picture chair whale would, would work <laughs> out for, but you've seen that, right? I mean, it's oftentimes well, they're children's size chairs. Well, yes. And
1: that goes back to, harkens back to an earlier time when Houses were much smaller and a lot of times they were one room houses where the one room was used for everything. So this was a the room they slept in. This is the room they ate in. And when they weren't eating, maybe if they were sleeping at night, the chairs went up on the walls.
0: Yeah. Is that where yeah, it came from? I think it's like a shaker from? thing. Okay. Pardon? Is that really where that came from? That makes sense.
1: Well, I I haven't researched it. That would be my guess. Uh, but I'm, I, I think of that as being a shaker thing and also perhaps being a colonial thing.
0: Yeah. I could but I that. know that mm-hmm. during the
1: day, they pushed the. Ch- if they didn't have the the pegs on the wall, they would still push the chairs out to the wall during the day because mm-hmm. the room was used for different things during the day. Yeah, that's kind of charming. I like that look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but I haven't I
0: haven't done that. Okay, this is not for everyone, and it's kind of a you know dare I say a youthful look, but it is something that you might want to consider. I would they probably more likely for a bedroom. Um, maybe a teen room would be awesome. String lights, but not the Christmas ones and not even the ones with the bigger bulbs, the ones that are, have the tiny, and they're almost like sea pearl size lights on the copper or gold and you could probably get silver wire. I like
1: the big, my friend had a brick wall in mm-hmm. her house. Actually, it was... A church that they converted into an apartment building mm-hmm. here in the Heights in Houston. It's called Heights Abbey. Beautiful apartments and brick, exposed brick. She had the big string lights against that brick wall. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. But the small ones also, I think I think that's a great idea.
0: You know, kind of like we were saying about that curtain behind a bed. So if you had not such a big wall and you just could go side to side, side to side, side to side. I mean, I think that could be so charming in the right kind of room. Um, Another kind of boho look, very inexpensive. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen this kind of rug. It's the inexpensive, textured sizal that's kind of almost shaped like a flower, like it's scalloped on the edges. Oh, I've seen those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it has some kind of openings in it. Um, I always thought that's probably like an inconvenient rug because it has those openings. So, you know, part of a chair would be on it and part of it might be in the opening. But, you know, couldn't you just picture that rug in a boho styled room, you know, next to a peacock chair or something like that? So you're getting the look of what I'm talking about. How cute is that? on the wall say in a guest bedroom or something like that behind oh yeah that might be quite nice so charming so summery i love it let's
1: see and then well right and then any really kind of rug i think on the wall it seems like they're making a lot of jewelry rugs these days or other flat weave rugs that are really very thin Uh and i I've noticed people complaining online this rug is really thin but if you wanted it to hang on the wall that would actually be work in your favor to have it a little on the thin side. So that's something too that you could uh, use some clips. I think some clips on a ring would be an easy way to use uh, to hang a rug on the wall.
0: Right. Right. Well, that's a lot of tips. I've got some great ideas and I would thank you for um, Working through in my mind the idea of hanging up that piece of art, which I just love and I cannot wait to get on the wall. I just want to do it the right way, you know. And I've got to, I, if I'm going to make a rod pocket and all this, like I really want to have to be sure. I don't want to get halfway into the rod pocket and decide I don't want to do it that way. <laughs> so I'm waiting. But if anybody else has some great ideas about things that you've done on your wall or questions about uh, things that you're contemplating doing on your big bare walls, do let us know because we don't want you to all be bare. Do you have any other ones, Anita? Well, I mean, I think we could go on and on.
1: I'm trying to keep it short. But uh, yeah, I think the other thing that we've both done is to take empty picture frames and just hang them on the wall. Oh, yeah. The antique ones. Mm-hmm. I definitely have had that. In- and you can even use them. I, I have to say this. I'm not sure how to say this so that I'm communicating it properly, but you can hang the empty frame and, and then hang something else inside the frame, but it's not actually attached to the frame. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: and, that was very clear, don't you? Think? Oh, wasn't okay. <laughs> I've done that with, I,
1: well, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. Put something smaller
0: to. inside that is not right. Really right. Touching so I've the, actually done ex, right. So I've done some wall
1: sconces, some candle sconces, and then did the antique frames outside them.
0: I really love that, and it, it's the idea that you're even further showcasing. What's inside, and oftentimes, if you have, say, like a little landscape or like a little silhouette or something like that, it could get lost. So if you put it inside of a bigger frame, right, that's really now it's presenting it really well on a bigger wall.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It kind of brings importance to whatever you put in it and brings attention to it. So it's a nice, it's a nice thing to do. It's like now, a close for your say- wall. Oh, I like that. That's right. It corrals whatever is in it. Yeah. Now, I will say this if you have kind of a boring frame that doesn't really have much going on with it, it's not going to be as interesting as some of these antique frames that are very heavily detailed.
0: So yeah. Keep that in you, mind. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't want to go grab any old frame.
1: I only use it. Yeah. With the old, old, old frames.
0: Yeah. What I, yeah. I said that wrong. When I was saying any old frame, I meant like any like junky frame. Like you want to pick a really beautiful frame that's got a lot of interest in and of itself. Um, Okay. So should we go into our crushes? Sure. You want to go first?
1: I will. And this is something that I use every day. I am not associated with them in any way. So I'm not, um, you know, if you buy from, buy this from them, it's not, you know, it's not something that... um, I don't make money from from you buying it because it's going to sound like a commercial, but I do really like it. Uh, It's the Equilibrium Daily Nutritional Support. It's from Dr. Cabral, which Mm -hmm. I know I've been talking about him before, but this is something that I use every day. And it's got the, you know, it's it supports your liver detoxing on its own. It's vegan protein. It's got B vitamins, fiber. They make it in small batches so it's not sitting in a warehouse for a year and I'm just saying all this because it's got antioxidants, electrolyte energy blends, multivitamins. The thing I like about it is I've done a lot of research and this is one that I feel good about taking uh, every day and and I you can you put it in your smoothie or you can just have it with water I just add a little bit of fruit and water and some stevia but I know some people you know add a lot of fruit not going to mention any names around here but uh, some people do that. <laughs> But it's it's um, it's something I feel good about as far as uh, nu- nutritional support. And it's called uh, Equilibrium Daily Nutritional Support. And we'll include a link in the show notes. But it, they're on Amazon now. So Oh,
0: so it's like a – is it a powder?
1: It's a powder. It's a scoop gotcha. of powder. And then you put it – yeah. And then you can use it in however you – know, you can make your own smoothie and
0: put it right. in. Or
1: you can make right. one that they suggest. So, yeah, dairy-free, soy-free, gluten-free, you know,
0: all that stuff. Awesome. No, that's good. I We have protein powder and it's, ex, you know, protein powder is expensive. We usually get it at Whole Foods and, you know, it's hard to know it's just some, like so many things that you see on the store shelves. It's so hard to know, you know, which well, is the I, good one, which has too much sugar, all of this. So that's some of them tip. are not some of
1: them are not vegan too. And the casein's not supposed to be good for you. So I'm um, yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. This is so much to think about. Isn't I know. I'm sorry.
1: I, it's not a nutritional show, but I do all this research. So I mean like
0: it's like so much to think about. I, know, <laughs> so I much, know. I know. So much to know about. Okay. Here's a tip that I learned by reading um some would get, because I don't know, maybe because my friend knew it, we were going to Paris. That's why she did it. So she gave oh, me yeah. a pile of these books. um You know, the French women don't get fat and the French women don't get facelifts. And I don't know, the, I don't know, the French women, you know, don't do whatever. I don't know. There's three of them. And I've read two of them so far. Oh, and, I have two. Well, the okay. French women don't get fat. I have that book. Okay. And what and her name is, um the author's name is Marielle. I'm not going to say it right. I'm sure. So Marielle uh, Gulano. I don't know. I only pretend to
1: speak French. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, and I don't even know if her if that's really her French lesson because I know she's married to an American guy. But anyway, I enjoyed the book. She's very straightforward. She really doesn't mess around. She definitely has that sort of Frenchies are the best. Added, you know, thing going mm-hmm. on, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And, yeah. I, and so it was actually fun to read. Well, you know, it's going to have that. Yeah. You know, it was just fun from the title. to read along with, uh, you know, g- listening to that French podcast and sort of getting excited for our trip. But there were several things in the, I guess it's French Women Don't Get Facelifts book. Oh, that oh I, I was dog eared because I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get a facelift ever. Uh, but, they, She had some great tips. And one was putting argon oil on your face at night. Oh, I And have I never would have thought oil. of that. I love the argon oil on my cuticles, which are super dry all the time. But I've been trying this. And so every sort of like other night or a couple of nights a week, instead of using my nighttime moisturizer, I'm putting the argon oil and just the one from Trader Joe's. Uh, I haven't purchased a really expensive one. Um, I think it doesn't really matter. It's all considered liquid gold. And she said she got this tip from her friend who is Moroccan and has, that has been her beauty routine for her entire life and has the most beautiful, beautiful skin. So she asked her, why do you have such beauty? Not why, but oh my goodness, you have such beautiful skin. You know, could you tell me your secret? And she's like, "Argon oil, argon oil. And so I'm wow. telling you now, Psst, Argan oil. So give it a warm. i start using that on my face. Well, it has a, all these omega fatty acids, all this vitamin E. Uh, it's supposed to, you know, f- fight acne too, if you've got any of that going on. Um, and the thing is, if you go to buy a face serum that has a lot of vitamin E in it, they're really expensive yeah yeah they can be so for what it's worth if you want to give it a whirl and you don't feel greasy either it, it doesn't have that feel it just kind of fades right in
1: oh I'm so excited about this one
0: yeah so I mean you know if there's a better argan oil out there let us know but I've just I had always had the one from Trader Joe's just sort of in my kitchen drawer because if I come in from gardening I like to rub it on my cuticles and so I was like I'll try that one
1: Well, as my post-recording treat today, I am going to Trader Joe's. And guess what's going to be
0: on my list? Oh, yeah. And, you know, you should stock up because those stinkers. You know, they think things are seasonal there. So who knows? They might think organ oil is seasonal too. Um, Okay. So we have a listener question today. It's um, from Beth V. And Beth was wondering if the the resurgence of color – in our homes is going to also translate to the exterior. She's uh, in the throes of figuring out a new color scheme for the exterior of her house, and her house is like sort of a craftsman style. Um, so she wanted to know our thoughts on that. You know, where are we at with regard to exterior paint these days, and do we have any palette suggestions for her? Well, I actually live in a neighborhood of craftsman style homes
1: and these are a lot of these were original craftsman style homes from the early 1900s. So this is an interesting question for me and I agree with her if it's is what she's getting at is that the color palette has been rather limited with exteriors and I and right now I guess I have to say There's a lot of new construction in our neighborhood, even though it's a hundred-year-old neighborhood. Some of the houses are falling apart. They get torn down. There's new builds. And then they do a lot of renovating of the old houses. So there's constant construction on our street and our neighborhood all the time. In fact, there's a house with – they're fixing up a hundred-year-old craftsman-style house across the street from me right as we speak. So this is happening a lot. Now, what's happening right now, I will tell you, the hot, hot color in my neighborhood right now is white, which was not traditional at all. But white is is very hot right now. For a while, it was gray. Now it's white. So there are trend colors, exterior trend colors that come and go. I, obviously, white is the classic color. But I think every builder right now is using white in my neighborhood. So obviously, it's going to come and go. I think at some point, and I think it's been going on long enough. I think at least in my neighborhood, it's probably going to end pretty soon, and it'll go on to another color. And I do think there, that things will go to stronger colors because I think people are, you know, wanting some more color in their life after all the neutrals. Uh, definitely, the stronger colors are traditional for the Craftsman style homes. They normally, they were originally very bold colors that you can do a search online to find some of the original colors used. I don't know if your neighborhood, if what colors are being used in your neighborhood, if you have to get approval, but I think that would be fun to paint the house in some of those traditional bold colors that they were, that they originally used.
0: Uh, as far as white paint, I think it's a, you know, I agree with Anita. I mean, the white house, no, I have a white house. Uh, and there was the, the white farmhouse is so hot and all of that. But I think white is kind of like the white kitchen. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be a good choice. Um, It may not be, you know, the hot, hot color that everybody's going for. But you can't go wrong with the white house. And sure. some houses just call out for white. And that, you know, you're... To go really crazy, uh, you know, obviously I live in a Victoria and people were a little disappointed. Some people were disappointed when I, they were like, what colors are you going to paint? And I was like, white and black. And they were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like not lavender and periwinkle with a splash of yellow. Like, I know. No painted lady? No painted ladies for me. But I mean, yeah, I can appreciate that. But that's not really what I'm going for. That being said, um, getting a little bold on the outside. There's nothing wrong with that. Craftsman... Styles are also very popular here around me in South Pasadena, some in Pasadena area. Um, we see a lot of the traditional sort of you know, earth tone ones, ones, uh, darker ones. But then I've seen a lot of people going with the whites and the grays and maybe a pop of a door. A friend of mine did a, her craftsman. The whole thing, she made – she's very modern taste. And she kept the structure of the outside but did – a dark gray, really crisp white trim, and a chartreuse front door. Well, it looks—I like that. it looks so sharp, and it was so funny because maybe not right away, but maybe like six or eight months after she did it, all of a sudden, like three blocks away, you saw the same color combination <laughs> in a very similar grass. You know, six um, blocks to the other
1: side, there's another one. Well, in that chartreuse, it's easy to track that one down. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. But so that is so fun. But uh, a trend that I've seen, and maybe you guys have seen as too, as far as exteriors is black, like dark, dark charcoal black. And I think that is super. Whole, oh, super yeah, we have cool. some of that.
1: Yeah, we do have some of the very, very dark houses as well. With the dark, dark trim too.
0: Yeah, it's really edgy. Mm-hmm. It's modern. Uh, you know, it's, it's not nice. I like it. Yeah, it's not brown at all. It's black. And um I first saw it live when I was invited to that HGTV um, dream home that they did Mm -hmm. in Gig Harbor and that whole house on the exterior is black and it just fits so well into the landscape uh, because it was dark and mossy and wet and it just looks so perfect in that scene but then I've seen it also in like Marin County I've seen pictures of a house that's all black there it's pretty cool I would just if you're thinking about that, Beth, I'm not sure where you live, but um, you know, black is gonna absorb black paint's gonna absorb a lot of the the heat from the sun and whatnot. So I actually even have a post about not painting your windows black because what it can do to the wood. So you might want to think about that, but that's kind of a cool way to go too. Um, but I th- I think you know the color trend is coming on pretty strong, and I can definitely see it sliding into exteriors as well. So, best of luck making your choices. And uh, you know, if you wanted to follow up with us uh, and show us any of the paint colors that you've picked, feel free to do that. Wow, Kelly! Blah blah blah. Oh, this could be a record. We're over an I, hour. It is a
1: record. We're over an
0: hour. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay, stop. So I'm going to have to shut you down. Yeah, you guys got to go do something else. You probably got to go, I don't know, <laughs> eat dinner or something. Like, what time is it? So they're probably sitting there going,
1: please. No, no. Now with the new Apple thing, it just translates. You can take it with your phone or your iPad as you go in the house. It yeah. just picks up where you left Pick it off up, in the house. it up. Well, wow. Thanks for hanging out with us for an hour today. We had so much fun, as we always do, hanging out with you. And remember... We're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.
0: I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.